Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz defeat the Memphis Grizzlies after being down 20 at halftime and win it tonight by the final score of 103-94. We'll only talk about the second half. Well, maybe not. It's all coming up next on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you by the store at 6200 South and 20th East. Hopefully you got all your holiday stuff for Thanksgiving. Now if you need stuff for the rest of the holiday, stop by the store. Also located at the for you at the Gateway and at 900 South and 100 West. Ron Boone along with me. And as I always say, let me get your first thoughts before I ruin the conversation. Well, uh, I thought the, the first half was, was scary, as a matter of fact, because it just didn't look like the Jams were going to be able to put it all together. And, and uh, Rudy Gobert was not having a very good first half or first quarter anyway. The Jams, I thought, were trying to force the ball into him, try to get him going. That didn't happen. He did come to life in that second half after only having three points and two rebounds there in the in, 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 in the first quarter, but uh, the third quarter I thought was the difference in the basketball game, the way they came out, and they made shots, and that was probably uh, the biggest thing for them was to get going making shots. So you kind of knew that they had to shoot better than they did in the first half. They were 14 of 45. They were 7 of 22 from 3. Their offensive rating was an 80. You're not going to do that for a whole ball game, but they came out with just a force. There's one thing to making shots, but they also... Rudy tapped an offensive rebound. Royce came in for an offensive rebound on a jam follow. They got out and ran a little. They just came out as and and Taylor James took a timeout one minute in and three minutes in, and neither of them were able to stop it. Well, like I said during the broadcast, I liked the shots they were getting because of where they were getting the shots in, in that first half. I just didn't like the way they were getting them and the way they were they were working at, at getting those shots and very little in transition, very good looks in transition, and then the, the half court offense was not. Uh, so much of uh, two or three passes to the point where you put a guy in a position where he can can make things happen, and that meant that when that happens, then then that makes Rudy more valuable uh, on the glass or in in you know with a lob or something. That third quarter was just unbelievable. The way they shot the basketball and the way they made things happen in the third early. The Jazz uh, got another brilliant performance from Boyan Bogdanovich. Thirty three points tonight, uh, carrying the load for the Jazz. He uh, had eight rebounds, two assists, and a steal. It's his fourth game over 30 this year. He did it only three times all of last year. What are your thoughts on what you saw? Look, look at that line. 12 for 20 and four for eight from the three-point line. As far as that is just flat-out balling. You know, I mean, what a job he's done. T. Beckstrom, 14, just chimed in on our live chat. Bogey bailed us out. It's no question. Yeah. Bogey bailed us out. You know, right now the Jazz are not getting much from Mike Conley, and so – it's a two-man scoring show between Bogdanovich and Mitchell, and Conley's you know made two big buckets tonight in the fourth quarter, kind of spur the Jazz back on. It was tied at 82 when the starters came into the game, uh, or the closing lineup came in, and they and he made two plays to spur him on. But absolutely, he is not necessarily giving the Jazz what we expected, so it's relying a lot on Bogdanovich and Donovan. Yeah, he, he made the little runner, something he's having problems with, the little lob, and, and then he made a three-point shot. He got five points in that third quarter. But I thought he had a big rebound there late in that fourth quarter there as well to, to – uh, uh, to help the Jazz get a, a second look at the basket. I mean, I think he's going to be valuable to this team. He's just slow getting it getting it going right now. And, and, and David, I'm a believer in this. When that offensive game is working for you, other things start to fall into place. And right now, it's just, it's just not... It's just not going for him right now. We'll go back and rewatch the fourth quarter, or at least I will tonight. But I think you'll see Mike Conley was actually pretty important in this game because he's bringing the ball up. He's setting them up. 
there's just much less burden on Donovan or other players. And that if Conley has the ball, he's a threat. And then you have two other threats coming. Whereas if Donovan has the ball, he's a threat. And there's only one other threat coming because Conley's not at that point right now. So there's some real value, I think, in that regards. We are live on Locked On Live on Facebook as well as on YouTube. We're live on Locked On and Twitch. We're live on uh, Locked On Sports on Facebook and Periscope. Let's get some of the questions from Challen Nelson. Do you think Mike isn't getting into r- rhythm because he has fewer scoring opportunities? Uh, that could be it, but that's an adjustment he's going to have to make. And, and uh, you know, he's played in, in a system. Uh, he's been used to handling the basketball, shooting when he wanted to. Uh, calling the plays and 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 for the most part, David, um, making things go out there on the floor. Whether you know someone's hot, he's called. You know, this he just used to being the general out there. And, and uh, again, I have all the confidence in the world that he's gonna he's gonna fit right in with this basketball team. We just have to wait and give him a little time. When are the Jazz going to stop with the floater? It's such an awful shot. I think that when they're like one of ten tonight, Quinn should find them every time they take it. Said not, said Joshua McGrath, not anybody else. Joshua McGrath said that. Ron, what's your thought on this? I mean, the teams are just dropping, particularly Memphis. Valanciunas just sits at the rim. It's so hard to get there. Bogdanovich got a little gap. He's able to get there. I I think I'll give my answer here for a second. It's ball movement. If you're coming straight at the defense and the big drops, you're going to have to take that floater because they're dropping bigs on the rim. That's where the league is. If you can swing it and move it and then the bigs on the left side of the floor and you swing it and now he's coming back over you, maybe you can slide by him and get to the rim. But when you're just coming down at them, it's really hard to get anything but that floater. And it's hard to get anything by guys like that when you're six foot, six foot one. Boyan does it. I mean, he, he, he changes speed and then he shoots or, or up and around some of the bigger guys. But, you know, I, I'm going to get David to figure this out. Who, what caller, what listener was this? Joshua McGrath. Joshua. Not, and I don't know him. I've never talked to him. Okay, we'll get David to figure this out. What uh, Conley's percentages over his career with those. About 44% and he's at 34% for us. Yeah, so that's 10 percentage points that that he doesn't. Have the comp- Well, he has the confidence that he can make it at 44% because that's what he's done throughout his career. Uh, I, I would be a little hesitant to tell him to stop shooting those shots right now, especially with him getting so close to the basket. All right. Uh, Andy Hermanis says Donovan should copy bogey, taking those in rhythm above the break threes more than those floaters. Donovan's not hitting that shot right now, frankly, and that's, I think, what's accentuating that Donovan's off the bounce three game is about 30%. So, frankly... That's a .9 points per shot. If Donovan's floater's not good, but if he gets the pull-up mid-range jumper, it's actually probably a better shot right now. So there's a little bit of both sides of that. Let me add something to that, David, because guys work on different things in practice every day. We see them working on these plays, working on those shots. And the only way you're going to improve on those is to work on them and then trust yourself in the game. So if he doesn't trust himself in the game shooting those shots, he's not going to take them. And, And so right now... I think he has trust that he's going to make them. But the big thing is he's working on getting better at it. What's going on with Joe? Did the role affect him badly? He had back-to-back games in double figures. Tonight he really ran the second unit a little bit. They played a different second unit tonight. They played all bench guys. And it did that occasionally that there was really not a lot of offensive creation in that group, which I think they knew going in. And so the ball kind of died in Joe's hands a few times. Joe was Joe ended up tonight one of six, 0 of five from three. 
The crazy one on Joe, frankly, it's this. He's one of 15 on corner threes. If he was making his corner three, he'd actually be having close to the same year he's been having before. But that second unit they played tonight, which, you know what, it allowed the starters to play about 30 minutes together tonight, and those guys were plus huge numbers. So there's a pro and a con to it, but that is a hard unit for Joe because he ends up having to make some one-on-one plays. Yeah, you see, Joe was the only one that played, uh, well, he played 25 minutes, and everyone else uh, 15 or less, and uh, the starters anywhere from 31 to 35 for Rudy, Rudy Gobert. But that changes from game to game, uh, just depending on what Quinn thinks he needs on how he needs to use players in order to win. And obviously tonight he felt that you know those players need to be out there on the floor together a little bit more in order to win the ball game. A uh, little question coming from our um, Periscope. How do you improve the rebounding for Ru- to help Rudy? Well, players have to make that adjustment to do that themselves. I mean, uh, Rudy's a great rebounder. He ended up with 13 tonight, and, and you know he's averaging a double-double. Uh, but just, you just have to make a, that conscious effort to get out there and help him. Uh, the, the big thing, David, is, is when Rudy helps you, you have to get in a position to help him there as well. And, and uh, I'm not saying that we're, we're a terrible rebounding team. We could probably be better. I'd like to see Jeff Green uh, rebound a little bit better than, than he's doing right now. But I agree with the – it's not a caller. Yeah, I like it. Call him callers. <laughs> yeah, okay, the caller, but – uh, Rudy, he, he really needs help, and they have to make a conscious effort to do it. From Twitch, from their perfect, and should probably be starting to their killing our season trade everyone, where should we be on the worry spectrum with our bench unit? Quinn's trying everything he can with this bench unit right now. The fact is, when we talked about this team in the offseason, we talked about a lineup of Joe Ingles with Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich and Rudy Gobert. And that lineup has been awesome. And you put Royce O'Neal in there, and that lineup has been awesome. Awesome. Those were the lineups we talked about in the offseason. The bench, we kind of grabbed a minimum player in Emmanuel Moutier. We grabbed a minimum player in Jeff Green. We got a veteran in Ed Davis who's been hurt for 14 games and was really good tonight. Um, and we're tr- and they're trying to piece it to Dante's coming off an injury. Like, there's actually no reason to think that that group should be great. You're playing two guys 30 million, and Quinn's just trying to figure out what he can sprinkle here and sprinkle there and try to figure it out. Yeah, and, and, and again, this is going to take a few more games I, I think and and maybe we might get into January before we have it have it totally figured out but as long as you're not out of things during that time and and and, and the team is starting to gel uh, things are starting to pick up offensively and defensively and guys getting used to each other and, and uh, then that's still in a good position as far as the playoffs is concerned and and but it, it's just awfully difficult piecing in 10 new players and having to adjust at what you're doing out there on the floor. Jazz win it over Memphis tonight, 103-94. to They come back from a 15-point deficit at halftime to outscore the Grizzlies by 28 points in the second half and hold on for the win. We'll head to Toronto next. Thanks very much for tuning into Postcast. I'll be back with you Monday from Philadelphia. We'll be with you Sunday from Toronto with Postcast. Have a good one.